back to another podcast yet to be named. I'm joined by Jeremy and Sam, and of course I'm Corey. So let's jump into it. Um, nothing really major went on over the weekend, so I guess this episode's over. Psych! <laughs> Antonio Brown, no longer a Steeler, no longer a Buffalo Bill, Oakland Raiders, <laughs> for a third round and a fifth round pick. I gotta tell you guys, I'm pissed. Yeah, I know. I can tell. You you seem very uneasy all day. <laughs> yeah, today. you you're fired up about it. And I, I think you should go first because you have a lot of heat coming off of this. I do have a lot of heat. So, um listen, I know all things considered, he really diminishes trade value. I get that. I get that you want to get something for him, but the Oakland Raiders have seven picks in the first two rounds. Seven of them, and we got literally none of them. We got none percent of those seven picks. That's an absolute fleece job. Kevin Colbert should be absolutely embarrassed. That RMU education did shit for him. So I did some research, and it depends on your definition of an impact starter. But so I'm I'm gonna go through the list. Third round pick Mason Rudolph. Fifth round pick Marcus Allen, Jalen Samuels. 2017 Cam Sutton and James Connor. Fifth, Brian Allen. 2016, Javon Hargrave. 2015, Sammy Coates and Jesse James. 2014, Dree Archer, Wesley Johnson. Okay, so what you're saying is we have the worst fifth round picking of all time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, and if you count it up, I went all the way back to 2010, where we drafted Emmanuel Sanders in the third round. And like I said, depending on your definition of an impact starter, I used my best judgment, there's a 21% success rate between two picks that they will be an impact starter. So basically, we just gave ourselves a 21% chance to have an impact player replace 15 touchdowns this year. Well, here's the thing. I think we can all agree that we were never going to win the AB trade per se. And I do also agree that we didn't get as much as I hoped, but I think this all stems back to halfway through the year when basically we were just letting AB run the team. And maybe even before that, um, I was hearing stories about him at training camp. He wasn't staying in the yeah. dorms and, and just like, dude, they got, they let him get away with way too much. And by the end of the year, he's not playing. He's threatening to sit out. And I mean, here's the deal. We just went through the whole Le'Veon Bell thing and we were like, basically like, oh, we're going to call your bluff. Like you're, there's no way you're going to lose a year's worth of pay. Well, what does he do? He, he loses a whole year's worth of pay. He sits out. AB's threatening to not go to Buffalo. And yeah. I don't know what they were offering, but like, I mean, who's who in their right mind is going to give a first round pick to a guy who is pretty much saying, like, I don't need to play the sport ever again. Like, if I don't go somewhere, a I franchise want to go. that's lost four Super Bowls, maybe yeah. <laughs> a dumb franchise. Yeah. Well, I figured the Raiders would have been a perfect suitor. I, I just all in all, I wish we would have got a little more. But I think getting him off the team and being done with this, at least he went to the Raiders who historically don't know how to win. Maybe not yeah. historically, but in the last 30 years, do not know how to win, have terrible ownership, coaches washed up, quarterbacks cries on the football field, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah. I saw Derek Carr has like the least uh the least yards per pass attempt in the league for the last like five years. Yeah, he, oh, that'll I go mean, over well. He had that one good season and and that was a very good season, but that you know, to me at this point that's kind of a fluke with like, everything else that he's shown. The trade for me, I can see it from both sides. You're like Sam said, you're not gonna win that trade ever you're losing the best wide receiver in the sport um mm -hmm. but at the same time he's a clown he's sabotaging his trade value day by day and it sucks that we got a third and a fifth but now the Steelers have 10 draft picks 
you can always trade up if you needed to. I mean, you have, I think they're only second to the Patriots in the amount of draft picks they have. So you might not be able to trade up and get a first round pick, but you might be able to stockpile some second or third round picks. That's a good point. That's a good point too, because I mean, we have shown that our, the last couple years, at least our early draft picks have kind of, you know, been panning out you know, so far so yeah. good. But um, yeah, I, I agree. I don't know what happens. It seems like once we get past the third round, uh, didn't we just draft a long snapper like three years ago, two years ago? <laughs> yeah. And then Last we year. cut him. Yeah. They never even made the team. Like <laughs> yeah. I get worried once I feel like they stopped taking it seriously after a certain point, like third round <laughs> after like, yeah, just pick next best, next best. Just click. Sim to end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing that yeah, I wanted something impactful. Whether that be a, like a second round pick, maybe a first round pick, or a, a defensive guy that's at least decent, I just I'm so underwhelmed by this trade. And I like. Did you really expect that we were going to get an impact player back though? After everything that he did with Buffalo, not an impact player, but from a team like the Raiders, whose ugly ass owner, who's somehow uglier than his dad, which is impossible because that's the <laughs> ugliest guy on the, in the world. I figured that we could at least get something high for him, especially with how many picks they had. But to get a three and a five, like you literally got a three for Martavis Bryant one year ago. And he couldn't stay eligible to, to play because he smoked too much weed. What's Antonio Brown do? He, he dyed his mustache blonde and like farted on Instagram live. Like, give me a break. Like, a third-round pick for Antonio Brown, 15 touchdowns, the greatest receiver of our generation. Yeah, the same guy who just got done throwing chairs over a balcony 13 floors up. Like, this guy could be in jail tomorrow. 100 miles per hour down McKnight Road. If, if I did the stuff that he did, I would be locked up for at least a little bit of time. Antonio Brown is one stupid decision away from either retiring, getting suspended. He, Dude, he's a moron. And we just, like you said, you, your point was we traded Martavis for a third. The same team we fleeced last year or the year before, whenever it was, probably a little hesitant this time around. Okay, we're going to take another one of your wide receivers who has a reputation, maybe not for smoking weed, but being a, a goofball all the time. I mean, I'm sure they were hesitant, but here's the thing. Here's the best you part about it. You fool me once, you won't fool me twice. We don't have this accepted till Wednesday. Is that not right? Yeah. Until Isn't there like technically time open. to pull this out and not have it go through? <laughs> Dude. Could you imagine? <laughs> I'd be furious. As much as I hate it, I just want it to go through. I'm so goddamn sick of all this speculation about this and that, the circus, Munchak, Bell. I just want it done and over with. It kills I do agree. me. But I do agree how about you. this? I'm sure you guys saw Golden Tate tweeted the yeah. Steelers. That would be, that? in my opinion, that would be awesome. Him and Juju would be a fantastic tandem. But think about this. Like, you could... You really interpret that. That's like the Mona Lisa. You can interpret it different ways. Was he going like, hey, Steelers, like, what are we about to do about this? Or like, dude, how the hell did you get fleeced by the Raiders? <laughs> like, it reads yeah. both ways. What the hell did he mean? Yeah. I don't uh, know. Someone has to ask him. We tried to reach out to him on the uh, Twitter account, didn't we? Yeah. I said black and gold didn't tape. I like it. I think <laughs> that that'd be good. perfect. It's a good tweet. That should be enough. It's literally the best tweet I've ever had in my goddamn life. <laughs> and if Golden Tate doesn't respond to it, then I officially curse him. If it takes a third and a fifth to get AB, a good tweet should be enough to get Golden Tate. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I mean, get, like, so, and that's the thing. You know, you want to replace that production through, probably it's going to have to be through two players. You either want to replace it with touchdown prevention and a good uh, defenseman or in touchdown production by a good offensive weapon. And I just don't think, 
with $21 million in dead money towards Brown, you're going to be able to do that in free agency. Like, you know, the $15 million off the books for Le'Veon is going to help. I just don't have any confidence going into free agency that they'll be able to pull the trigger on anything worthwhile. Let me tell you this. If you can have confidence that your buckos are going to make a move to get better, then you could please have a little bit of faith in a team that has six rings and has been to, what, nine Super Bowls? I think I think we're all caught up in the heat of the whole AB thing, and I'm glad this is probably the last time we'll have a long conversation about him here. But I think in a month from now, when everything's settled down, maybe we do a few things in free agency. Um, you know, this will just be in the past. Look at the Le'Veon Bell situation. Like, not that I don't, you know, wish we could have these guys with all their production and no headaches, but like, you know, James Conner stepped in last year and did a pretty damn good job. You know, that's a formidable job for a guy who, you know, never really started a, a season in the NFL. So I'm, I'm being optimistic. James Washington hopefully has a better year this year, too. And maybe we do pick up. Maybe it's not Golden Tape. But maybe it's um, maybe it's somebody. I think John Ross from the Bengals, isn't he a free agent right now? I do like, yeah, yeah. Like, there's some guys out there. I think he ran a 4-3-3, something yeah, like that. Yeah, he's lightning He can fast. stretch the field. And you saw with Mike Wallace that, like, if you can just run really fast, it doesn't really matter. Like, you'll put up numbers with Ben. Yeah. Oh, 100%. So, I'm, I'm thinking, I hope we could just wash our hands of AB, you know, as for Pittsburghers, for the YTBM podcast, forget about this Jamoke. Hopefully, he goes to rot in Oakland or Las Vegas or where. I guess they're in Oakland again next year, I'm hearing. They don't have, like, everything set up to be in Vegas soon, so they're playing an extra year in Oakland, I heard. Yeah. So apparently the Bellagio it. doesn't support AstroTurf, so they're, they're gonna have to find a new venue. <laughs> <laughs> that and like like you were saying, Corey, it doesn't have to be a, a long term replacement though. I mean, like with hockey, you know, they have their rental trades, you have get a guy for a year for a playoff push. Ben only has a couple, two, maybe three more years. It doesn't have to be exactly. something that's gonna last you six years. Right. You oh, get yeah, someone to step sure. in the next year or two. I'm that's what more that's what I'm saying it. about the production thing. Like, you need that immediate production back. I mean, he had 104 catches. Uh, he had 1297, so I'm just going to call it 1,300 yards and 15 touchdowns, most touchdowns he's ever had. You need to replace that somehow, some way. You know, You're not wrong. Either with uh, increased, you know, production from Vance McDonald or James Conner. Like, someone needs to step up, and Colbert needs to step up in order to make that happen. So, I guess we all kind of agree the headache's gone. But it left us wanting more. Yeah, I guess. Obviously. I would say. Okay, so um, now that I got that off my chest, um, <laughs> Mister Big Chest. Jesus. <laughs> oh God. Yuck! You just brought it all back. <laughs> um, so did you hear about this guy who got caught in a snowstorm? Yes. What I happened? Think. Was it five days? Oh yeah, the guy with the Taco Bell. Yeah. So, <laughs> um. He was, I forget exactly, I think it was, you know, it was out west somewhere, I forget the exact state. He was going to get gas, I guess, and it's just not a populated area, so, you know, the roads aren't that well taken care of. So he got stuck, and, you know, on his way to get gas, trying to, you know, see if he could push his car out, whatever. So he just turned it off, and was like, I'm just going to wait it out the night, I'll get after it in the morning. Well, (laughs) like, a hundred feet of snow fell. And he was stuck in his car with his dog for five days and survived by eating Taco Bell fire packets. That's it. Okay. Hold on. Who said that that's why he survived? I want to know that. 
<laughs> I think that's just him. But <laughs> I survived. He, he could have not eaten those, and he probably would have felt better. And I'm sure if he survived with them, he would have been okay without them. What kind of poop do you think you have if you eat only oh. talking about fire packets for five days? Absolute red diarrhea lava water. He probably doesn't even have like a lining in his colon anymore. <laughs> and it was, was it confirmed fire sauce? Was it, it wasn't the Diablo, was it? No, it was fire sauce. He said that like in an interview, he said, thank okay. God for talking about fire sauce. <laughs> I'm glad he specified the type of sauce just for survival. Like if it's like a mild, it's one thing, but like he had a stockpile of fire sauce in his car. How do you ration that? I mean, he must have had like a bajillion of them because you know that <laughs> in, at Taco Bell, they're just like, they're like, fuck Yeah, it. they don't I'm care. at all. Yeah. I don't care anymore. It's awesome though. At least he had a, uh, his dog with him. That makes it a little bit better. Too bad he didn't film any of it. Well, he was feeding the dog that too. That had to be terrible for your dog. Like, dude, I hate seeing my dog suffer in any way. And like, just seeing a dog that doesn't understand what's going on. Like, dude, why are we here? Let's go take a shit and play catch. Let's get out of here. And he's like, dude, can't do it. Sorry, I'm an idiot. And I let 100 feet of snow fall on my car. <laughs> Sorry. That makes it worse for me. Any story that's sad or like even kind of poignant. In this in this regard, if you add a dog to it, it just turns it into a cry fest for me. Oh, every time, absolutely, every time. So there's a there's another like snow, I guess, like cold related story I saw. A 77 year old lady was posing for a picture on an iceberg. <laughs> Typical, right? So you guys can figure out the punchline to this. It broke off and took her out to sea. Now here's the here's here's where I have a problem with it. One. Who is taking a picture of their grandma on the iceberg and not giving the advice? Hey, hey Graham, uh, probably not a good idea. You know, we, we get the point. You know, it's a nice picture behind you, but you don't have to be on the iceberg. Remember that and, Titanic thing that happened when you were like six? <laughs> I've never <laughs> seen it. So this. I don't, I'm not oh, sure. Oh, yeah, you haven't. Oh, no. yeah. What the hell? Love it. Jack's revenge. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I heard I heard she broke off and actually was like rescued out on the water. So. I don't know how long she was out there. It was kind of vague what I was reading, but, um, and who do you call? Is that a Coast Guard job to come out and rescue Grandma I think so. on the iceberg? Probably. Would that, be, that would be in like international waters, so it might be the Navy. Nah, you, you, you got go to go a good way to get the international waters. Well, dude, yeah. I, I wish my tax paying dollars would go to that shit. <laughs> rescue a grandma on an iceberg? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Dude, yeah. don't bomb another wedding in Syria as long as I live. Just rescue the fucking grandma, man. And here's a little fun fact about that story I, I read at the very bottom. I don't know if you guys had seen this, but um, there and here's here's where things get a little sketchy. If you actually if you read this whole thing, the the niece or not the, the niece, the granddaughter, I guess she was the one who took the picture. Have you guys seen the Twitter videos of the girl who films her grandfather opening the door? like a hundred different times saying like, hi, like real, like, you know, real cute, like an old man, like real excited to see her. Have you oh, seen is that, that the teacher with the, with, he says, hello. Nope. Similar. It's the same oh. thing. She filmed like her grandfather opening the door um, to their house to greet her like 50 times and put it in like a, you know, in like a, in one clip. Well, apparently same girl, grandfather's wife, like I'm thinking something's, something's sketchy here. Are they, these, these are the uh, abducted in plain sight parents, basically. They must be, yeah. Yeah, because they went viral like twice in, uh, in like a month for completely different things. Was she promoting anything? I don't know. She I'm has to be working for like Sears or something like that. <laughs> Sears is about to make a comeback, dude. Everybody's going to be dressed in Izod because oh. this bitch 
is just pimping out her grandparents. <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather go viral for those things though than the grandpa that went viral for eating paint. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, dude, I hate to say it, but that man is so ugly. I, I know. <laughs> yeah. He's an old man. It's like, he's just, oh, I do we like do we know that he it. thought it was yogurt? Or was he like, you know what? This sucks. Like, I'm tired. Of <laughs> he looked in a mirror. He was like, dude, I'm ugly as shit. I'm gonna oh, go eat paint to kill myself. I felt bad. I felt bad for him. He looked like he like genuinely just like forgot. And his granddaughter, whoever was like, oh, grandpa, you dumbass, you ate paint. <laughs> I just like it. Just shows how shitty everybody is now. But, yeah, kids suck uh, nowadays. Yeah, dude. Yeah, but well, I mean, let's not forget that he's very ugly. Yeah, so. <laughs> let's not forget kids. Kids suck, and we are even worse. <laughs> um, so a uh, we have another uh, Plexico Burris type incident. Mm. Speaking of Antonio Brown, another former Steeler. So a dude was carrying a pistol in his waistband. Smart. So was he wearing like jogging pants? Like, is that what that means? I'm not sure if it was jogging pants or just straight up sweatpants but um yeah he had the pistol in the front he was carrying it in the front of his pants barrel pointed at uh his jimmies his cock <laughs> his <laughs> dick and his balls yeah. dude. I, I don't you want his words uh, <laughs> he, he he said that he felt it slipping so he went to grab it <laughs> And I guess he, when he grabbed it, he just shot himself through the top of his dang, down through his bag. <laughs> and I don't know if anything fell off or fell out, but it was bad news for this guy. All I can picture when I hear this is that Freak on the Leash music video by Korn where the bullet's traveling through everything. <laughs> and it goes through like the water cool and everything and like just a slow motion bullet. Is just traveling right down the mushroom of his dick, <laughs> and right, th- and just splits the testicles like an Adam Vinatieri kick, and just out the bottom of the sack. And then Jonathan Davis just starts going boom back to ooh. <laughs> like what a shit, dude! Like what an idiot! I don't understand. Like I don't understand why you would ever think it's a good idea to just throw a gun in your waistband. Of any, I don't care how tight your pants are. It's not holding it up. And then where's the where's the gun safety? Where's your safety at? Why is it? Oh not come on, on, man! If he has a gun in his sweatpants, he's not putting the safety on. Let's be fair. Oh my God, yeah. this motherfucker's ready for war. Unreal. I'm a big uh, believer in natural selection, though. So when I hear stories like this, I, I you can't help but laugh because yeah. if this is how you're walking around living your life, you know we might be better without you. It's very, very possible that he's not going to reproduce, so... Yeah, he definitely cut that chance in half, literally. Yeah. Might have <laughs> cut it all the way out. I don't know. I never heard yeah, I, I wonder if happened. his, like, balls fell out. <laughs> if the, <laughs> if he, like, tried to walk it off and, like, you know, the, the hole just got gradually bigger and bigger. Oh, God. <laughs> I heard it was just, like, two golf balls coming out of the back of your car after <laughs> a day of golf. You know, it's like, <laughs> oh, they just rolled down the street, and you're like, oh, well... <laughs> you win some, you lose some. <laughs> See you later. I don't My know. balls. <laughs> so, um, I am a huge fan of not the Kardashians as a whole, but I love Kendall Jenner. She's my favorite, and Why I think she's this? very pretty. This is news to me. Yeah, this is news to me. I want to hear more. <laughs> I feel like she's the most natural out of all of them. Are you be talking you know looks I mean? alone, or you like you like her like person? I looks alone, yeah, and then um. I feel like she's a really cool person. She hangs out with Tyler Creator and his crew and stuff like that. And like 
Tyler is like, you know, he can smell bullshit from a mile away. He wouldn't hang out with a Kardashian or a Jenner unless they were like super cool. That's fair enough. Yeah, it's very fair. It'll come <laughs> out my neck. Um, so she posted uh, an Instagram video of her at a roller rink. And I was like, man, I miss those days. And I got to thinking, why don't we do our top picks this week for birthday parties when we were kids? I like that. Okay. So, like, I basically just gave mine away, obviously. But, dude, the roller rink with, you know, it's pitch black, but you got those little, you know, disco lights going. You're doing a little spin to try to, you know, impress your girl that's playing on the pinball machine. You know, they're playing I'm blue, I'm a dee, I'm a die you know, for the 15th <laughs> time. You know, you, you get off on the skates, you take them off, you go eat some pizza and some cake. Dude, those were the days. Now, let me ask you, were you a competitive skater or were you a having fun skater? Because you always had a few of those kids who were just better at skating than everybody else who were like lapping you and like, you know, pushing yeah. people. Where would you fall? I was basically um, I was basically reserved. You know, I, I was a calm mama bear. You know, okay. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to glide by myself. Leave me alone. But if like Mitch Finhai would like come cruising around the corner and bump me, right. I'm like, listen, it's war. And I would just, I would do my best speed demon impression and just pass him up. And then I would fall and like break my two front teeth. But <laughs> well, those skates at least were I tried. terrible. <laughs> Especially like if you like, if you had the rental skates, it was just like the two, the four wheeled two in the front, two in the back with the stoppers. Like if you barely try, if you barely tried to stop, you just went face first onto the ground and then you had those kids obviously who brought the inline skates and would go 100 miles an hour exactly i feel like that's why we're so tough now because those stoppers whenever we (laughs) wanted to stop it would hurt us so we we learned to not stop what we're doing and and you know keep marching ahead um sam what about you so um i've probably had a good three or four bowling birthday parties as a kid um you know it was a big deal you know you got you got more than, you know, 10, 15, 20 people together. Half of them weren't even really your friends, but like your parents had to invite them to fill out the uh, the bowling alley for the reservation. So you got all these people together. You got that really nasty, uh, greasy bowling alley pizza. So mm. every all these kids have, you know, greasy bowling hands and they're sticking <laughs> their fingers in the balls. And it's just, it's all kind of gross when I'm thinking about it now. Yeah. And um, it's a very greasy ordeal. It is. And the other thing, too, is, you know, I don't even remember liking bowling until I was, like, old enough to bowl without bumpers. So back in these parties, I, I don't know that anybody was actually really rolling the ball. It was more of a social gathering with um, all those machines. You threw a quarter in and you got a you got like a sticker or you threw a quarter in and you got a bouncy ball. I feel like that was the bigger deal. Like the bowling alley itself was the reason to have the party, not the actual bowling. Yeah. How terrible would it be to be the person working at the bowling alley for a kid's party? Like like every two minutes you're going out to the middle of the lane because a kid couldn't muscle it up <laughs> enough to get it down the pins. <laughs> or you're like getting gum out of the gutter. <laughs> bringing pitchers and pitchers of Mountain Dew just yeah. filling up glasses. So much Mountain Dew. Some kid took a shit on the race car game. <laughs> they turn the lights out. It goes cosmic. Kids are freaking out now. Yep. I mean, I remember having a good time doing it, but like now that I'm thinking of thinking back on the details, I don't know how I was. I loved it. I was, I'm right there with you. I love the bowling alley. It was a place. There was one time uh, when I was at Catholic school, we went, it was just like a school trip and a girl I had a crush on, she was two grades ahead of me and she goes, Hey, I'll give you a kiss if you get three strikes. So what does the kid do? 
<laughs> I went into Kobe Bryant playoff mode. I get three strikes, and she goes, uh, I actually meant seven. <laughs> what does the kid do? <laughs> Not in a row, but, like, within the next, like, 11 times, I hit four. And I'm like, where are you at? Where are you at? And she was like, uh, we'll do it back at the playground. I never got my kisses. Uh, actually, I meant you have to bowl a 300. So. <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, if you're out there listening, I hope you know that you're the reason I have uh, trust issues. <laughs> so I hope, I hope you're happy with yourself. So what about you, Jeremy? What's your place? Mine, uh, since neither of you guys said it, and it's an absolute staple of American birthday parties, you got to go with Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. American culture, really. You're running around playing skee ball, climbing through the tubes, jumping in the ball pit. You have like a million tickets to get whatever the cool prize is that week. It's It was the best. You got to search under other games to find extra coins because your mom's not letting you get any more. <laughs> it's just the best. Why did every kid find it necessary to piss in the ball pit, though? Because... <laughs> Every you didn't have to feel it. You I smelled it. it. The, the, I, I'm sure you did it. I probably did. I don't remember doing it, but it stinks like stinky. Like I, I don't know. Stinky pee. It says stinky pee. That stinky kid pee. It's like peeing in the ocean. Everyone did it. No one's oh, proud yeah. of it, but everyone did it. See, like peeing in the ocean and peeing in the pool is forgivable, but like, dude, it's a solid surface. <laughs> you can't hide it. There's there's piss in here. It's gonna build up, and there's like little fish nets that like drip down under the under the nets and shit, and it got all over the floor. Yeah, Imagine working that job, dude. Yeah, that's oh, probably worse. worse. That's definitely worse. But the Chuck E. Cheese pizza is very good too. I do, I do love Chuck E. Cheese yeah. pizza. I think they recently started serving beer, if I'm not they mistaken. Did. They did. Last they did. time I was there, I had some. It makes it way better. So you've been there recently? Yeah, within the past year. And yeah. I'll tell you, doesn't it like give you the kind of like the, the chills to go in and see just all these kids sneezing and Oh my God, it's, it's, it's terrifying. Just, when you're a kid, you don't care. But dude, there's so many snot-nosed kids running around in that place just wiping boogers all over the the claw machine and it's just I don't like being there I really don't that, and like there's always like a couple really cool games and like obviously you want to play the cool games but there'll be one kid in there or two kids and you'll be like you almost done and they're like <laughs> no I, I got a couple more my friend's coming like we gotta play with him first they got like a whole cup of tokens You're like, yeah anyway. it's like dude learn the meaning of what a line is before you come here <laughs> get out or you little up. piece of shit <laughs> yeah I've had enough of this I'm gonna go ride the freaking merry-go-round until you're done <laughs> <laughs> just see you just like super pissed off yeah, just it's like dun, 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 <laughs> on a little horse or like pig or something just staring down a little <laughs> kid pigs. on the freaking game <laughs> I think they did I think they had assorted animals they had something Maybe not yeah, a pig. They, they definitely had horses. <laughs> horses and unicorns, basically. Like, that's the only really, like... I think there was a lion. I can't get you riding a pig out of my head now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Giddy up, you hog. <laughs> um, so, I, I know we talked about it last week, uh, about DK Metcalf. Yeah. We had a little fan question coming in. Um, he basically said, you know, the expectation of this poor DK Metcalf now because I don't think he's actually anything super special football-wise. I feel like that he kind of fucked himself with this whole combine thing, you know? Yeah, I think he... Um, I mean, I did hear that he was one of the top wide receiver prospects in the draft, but I think he did raise the bar really high, and 
I don't know, man. I, with a with a guy that size who can run like that, as long as he doesn't have Lima Swede hands, I mean, whoever drafts yeah. him is going to get a very raw, talented wide receiver at the least. At this point, what, what do people expect from him, though? I mean, I, I expect him to go and start somewhere and have a decent year, but I don't expect him to be a top five wide receiver in the league just because of what he did at a combine with no pads on. Yeah, yeah not off rip, but like I expect him to be like kind of like a Michael Thomas, like dude, just big and physical. Just you know? bullies people, yeah. I mean, I hope he does well because he's gigantic, but this is with like how much exposure, everything that everybody does today. If you do one thing really cool, like he had a good combine, if he's not doing that every week, he's going to be branded a bust. And that's exactly. that goes yeah. for anybody in any sport. It's just, it yeah. makes it tough. So I, I mean, I feel like he's going to be average at least. I mean, I feel like a little bit better than like a James Washington had this year. Like James Washington had some pretty good catches, but he only had like five. <laughs> but he, he had, had a couple of good games. But the ones he that he had really were much. good. Right. Um, and the last thing, I guess we don't want to talk about basketball too much, but uh, me being a big Lakers fan, I like this this question too. Um, so does LeBron's situation in L.A. affect his legacy? And, like, I don't know if you guys have paid attention to it at all. If MJ could go to the Wizards and still be looked at as the GOAT, I don't see why LeBron can have one off year. And his stat line's still pretty good if you look at it. It one is. Off year, one off year in L.A. is not going to affect his legacy. It, it, you know what will help, though, will go a long way, is if they get some studs next year and really turn things around. If he dies in L.A. like the next four years, that <laughs> that's not gonna help. If he, uh, I don't know. I think after he after making the finals, was it seven straight years, and then yeah. he missed the playoffs one year when you went to an awful team. I don't. If you look at that like objectively, I don't think that should ruin your legacy. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like it all depends really on what he does after this because I think he signed a three or four year deal and. Obviously, shit hasn't gone to plan like I wanted it to, but I don't think like if he if he wins next year, they go to the playoffs and they keep getting a little bit farther. I don't think that it's tarnished at all. But if it continues like it did this year, like, dude, this year was embarrassing. Yeah, it's been the worst bottom feeders are like blowing us out by 17 and a half time, dude. It sucks. But there was a point in time where they were kind of like, you know, around, weren't they until like the last month or so. They've really kind of buried themselves, but there was a point where, you know, they were doing pretty well, if I remember, in the standings, and, like, it was, like, thinking, okay, you know, they're going to get in, they're probably going to be a low seed, but, you know, LeBron's LeBron, maybe get somebody at the uh, trade deadline, which didn't happen, and then you got all these guys who were rumored to be traded for uh, Anthony Davis, well, guess what, they're still there, and now they know LeBron basically put them out there for the Wolves, so, I mean, it's tough, that has to be, it has to be tough to play with a guy like that. And, um, you know, even though he's probably one of the best of all time, if not the best of all time, you can't do it by yourself. He's, he's showing that right now. You really can't. Um, so those are our questions for the week. You know, if you want to submit a question, hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at YTBN underscore podcast for both of them. Make sure you subscribe on Apple and follow us on Spotify. If not, Check us out on anchor.fm slash YTBN. And I guess from all of us here at YTBN, thanks for listening. Uh, Bye-bye now.